Welcome back to, I guess, a podcast slash audio experience slash really, we just wanted to come bring something a little bit more exclusive as it comes to memberships. And when we say we, I mean the one, the only Miss Shanna Chow. Hello. Well, I'm very happy to be back here on this original podcast episode to talk all, all about memberships. Yeah, we've been getting asked a lot of questions. We have MDM relaunching. We launched the Membership Vault. That's a free resource, by the way. We'll put a link below if you want to jump into some membership building content and some free videos and some just anything that we feel can help you. Uh, I'll just quickly start that about a year and a half ago or so. I basically sort of shut down everything high ticket and I went full out membership. And six months later, we had a 300 person membership site. And although there's challenges and that all, although we're always learning and growing things, I feel like maybe I'll share this. When I went to go seek out people to help me with my membership, I asked everyone, do you run a membership? And they all said no. And I was like, well, I want help from someone who's actually running one. Maybe they ran one 10 years ago. They were part of something that ran some subscription. So we kind of built it ourselves. We learned a lot. We learned a lot of lessons. And now our membership covers uh, my pay, everyone's pay, expenses, basically covers everything plus makes a profit. And now everything mid-ticket, high-ticket on top of that is pure profit. And so we're not talking only memberships here, but I think memberships are a great way to create a foundation and recurring revenue in your business. So those ups and downs, the stress, the chasing sales, the starting the month at zero roller coaster can be put to an end. And I had enough of it. And so we changed it and it worked very, very well. So we're ex excited to, I don't know, just chat about a few questions we've been getting from people who are interested in building a membership site as well. Yeah. And with the relaunch of MDM, we've had a couple questions that have been quite similar from people. So I have five main questions that we're going to answer on this podcast episode. Yep. Let's go. You want to get into it? What do we got? All right. Okay. So the first question is this, is a membership more work than high ticket coaching? Yeah, I think, I think we both know the answer to that. Uh, I think it's not, I think it's, I think it, I think a, actually, I'll just, I'll, I'll answer this with something here. I remember trying a few different businesses and a few different niches, always thinking the grass was going to be greener and it never was the same. It's kind of like, if you think about relationships, you're like, ah, you know what, this relationship didn't work. Then you go to the next relationship and the same problems keep reappearing and you realize at some point it's you. I think we do that often. So if your high ticket business is a mess right now, or your business is a mess right now, I would say that maybe the membership will fix a few things and make things a few things easier. And I, I do think it's an easier business to run, but some of the same problems will follow you to your next business for sure. And so it's always down to treating the problems you have, but, um, and, and making sure they don't follow you around to everything you do. But I think a membership is easier. I also think it's not either, or I think a membership is a great way to create a foundational layer in your business. So you can effortlessly upserve and upsell people into your mid-ticket, high-ticket. We have a YouTube video out. If, if someone's wa uh, listening to this and wants to watch the video, we'll make sure we put a link. It just talks about the funnel, the model. It's it's so much easier. And if people aren't qualified for your mid-ticket, high-ticket, then your membership offering is a great way to get someone into your world, get them starting to see results and have them pre-qualified to join you in your next membership. Plus, there's no sales calls, of course. And that, I think, for a lot of us is the reason we dislike our business at some point is like just no shows, frustrations, people. It's mm -hmm. just, 
letting marketing do the selling for you. I've, I've probably preached that for eight years. Let the marketing do the selling for you so you don't have to sell. Yeah, exactly. And if I could add one more thing to that, is that depending on the membership that you choose, you know, if you're going to have it as a front end membership, the barrier of entry is lower, right? So like Lucas, you just okay. said, climbing your value ladder, um, it could actually reduce work, right? Because dependent on your client acquisition strategy right now, you know, whatever you're doing, if it's consistent content marketing, if maybe you have some paid traffic, if I don't know, maybe you're doing Facebook groups, whatever it is, that's going to reduce that time yep. because it's going to allow your client acquisition to take place in your membership to climb that value ladder 100%. to higher ticket offers in the back end. I love that. And maybe we'll do some kind of video here. Maybe, maybe you can do a really awesome video on systems and like, cause you're so great at systems and operations and getting things running so flawlessly. I think people, if you don't have that in place, which to be honest with you, when I first started our membership, I didn't. And then Shanna, you helped with a ton of systems around it. And then we, and then Ray is such a massive help with it yeah. as well. But it's like, I didn't have that because high ticket, you typically don't have to. It's like you get two or three clients a month. It's pretty easy. The membership, you're going for more volume. So yeah, having a mm -hmm. bit of a structure and and systems in place is important. 100%. Yeah, simple, simple systems, like very simple, simple onboarding. What yep. we call is your MVR, your membership victory roadmap. Yep. Along with, you know, retention strategies and so forth. And we go over this all in MDM, yep. but getting very clear on that yep. will help the membership 100%. grow for sure. Yeah. 100%. Um, what do we got here? I got question two. I've got, I've got the questions in front of me too. How to change my mindset. It's hard for me to charge a lower ticket for a membership when I've always charged high ticket. And this goes <sighs> vice versa as well. Of yeah. course, it's anything new is, I'll use the word difficult, although that's not the word I'm looking for, but it's it's new. So it's it's a different way of thinking. Sometimes it's a paradigm shift. Sometimes it's a different way of seeing things. So I think first I'll say, if you think of your membership as a high ticket and you just try and run your membership like a high ticket, which I actually made that mistake, then you start running your membership as a program. And after three months, when your program, quote unquote, is over, when people feel they got what they want, they leave your membership, but now you're charging low ticket. So you're working harder, you're serving, you're coaching, and people are paying you a fraction of what you would have charged in your high ticket. So please be aware of that and stay away from that. Your membership is a community. Your membership is a ongoing you know, uh, community where your members keep getting value from you in whichever way you design your membership. And it's a family and it's a place that they can't wait to show up. And you're looking for 12 months or more for someone to stay in your membership and it's not coaching. You can have a coaching program that is offered outside of your membership, mid-ticket, high-ticket, but it's it's a very different mindset and it's leveraged delivery. I feel like we have a membership, it's 97 bucks a month for in the investing world. It's a different business and it's so easy to over-deliver for someone if they're paying a hundred bucks, we've got a thousand dollars worth easy and it, it, it's really easy to run. And so it's a, it is a different mindset for sure. And you just have to think of it and force yourself to think of it much differently, not the coach, but you are now a community moderator. You are a creator and you're served. I mean, there's many different types of memberships, but yeah, that's the first thing I'd say. Yeah. And we also have to touch on the fact that it's not, not all revenue is essentially created equal, right? Yeah. So monthly reoccurring revenue MRR is different in a membership than uh, a one-time high ticket sale. So say in this yeah, example, you know, you have say for, hypothetically, you have a coaching program right now, right? You sell yep. it for $2,500 yep. uh, per one-on-one client or a group program or whatever it is. Okay. Yep. 
So say you want to make 5K a month, you need you need two high ticket clients, right? Basically a closing rate for anybody who is an average sales closer, <laughs> want to call it that, is 20%. You would need 10 sales calls booked, right? In order yep. to make that 5K, Yep. right? So you'd be like, okay, well, why would I do that as opposed to get 25 members at 197? Say your membership's $100.97, uh, 197 a month, right? Because the thing is that that 5K one time is just 5K, right? If that 5K for a membership, that's 5K every single month. So yep. let's just say that your membership, 100%. you know, doesn't grow, which wouldn't happen. And let's just say members don't leave, which with, with what also wouldn't happen. So that 5K, if your membership just stayed stagnant, that 5K times that by 12 months, well, that's 60K. 100%. Right? So it's it's math, but we need to wrap our heads around yeah. MRR as, a, as opposed to the one-time sale, that's right? Good. That's good. And and absolutely, it's what people don't get is, I mean, this is an extreme example, but someone's like, oh, they got paid you know, $3 million just to be on set for a month and do a movie. It's like, well, if you actually calculate all of the time, all of the training, all of the back-end work, it's like the actor jumps on stage for five minutes and there's behind the scenes work. And I, I think that's true for any craft. So for a sales call, yeah, you might get 5K for a high ticket sale, but okay, 20 sales calls, all the prep that goes into it. And I'm exaggerating here, but I mean, whatever, let's just say five sales calls, let's say it's an hour long each plus 30 minutes of admin work. So that's 10, 15 hours, whatever. Uh, the no's, the interruption during your day, blah, 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 to get one sale. Okay, you made one sale, one client made you 5K, but really on the back end, and you still have to deliver on that, you've spent probably 10 hours with other prospects that were no's. And so all of that has to be factored into it. And I, I love mid and high ticket sales, but what if you have a membership? And someone again was like, well, if what if I only make two grand a month? Like, what if I only get 10 clients, 10 members in at $200 a piece? Well, first of all, that's two grand. But over three months, that's six grand, and you only had to make the sale once. And from that, what if 10%, what if one in 10 converts to being a mid or high ticket for 5K, but you didn't have to really spend time with the prospect? Everyone in your membership has already built a relationship. If you actually start playing the long game and not the how do I make money as fast as possible, but how do I make money over as a long period of time as possible and create stability, then yeah, it's in every way better. And it's not the only way, but it's a mm -hmm. great addition to a business or it's a great way, place to start. I think especially people want to avoid the sales call. And instead of designing a course that you still have to sell to make money, you have to sell a new course and every month is still at zero. What if instead of doing a course, you did a membership and yeah, that's that. I could keep going, but. Yeah, we could keep on going, but we'll move on to question number three. All right. Okay. Question number three, do you need a large audience to launch a membership? Yes and no. I think it depends on what large is. Do you need millions of people or tens of thousands or thousands? No. Do you need an audience? No. Your audience exists on the internet and you can tap into those audiences. Having an audience is obviously a perk, but I, I know a lot of people with big audiences and they don't make any money. So having an audience has nothing to do with it. Uh, there are, I, I just saw someone launch a membership and they basically went to someone who had their people. They had groups or email lists of tens of thousands of people. They went to their group 
and said, hey, I have an offer that is an adjacent. It's a it's an offer that would support your community. They did a joint venture and now they had access to tens of thousands of people. They never have an audience before and now they wow. have their own audience. So it's just like if you get creative, there's many ways to get your offer in front of people. I think everyone is just trying to build their own audience and it is a little saturated and how much self-help gurus or how much of the same quotes can we keep rehearing? You will build an audience in time, but I don't think that's priority. Priority is strong offer, awesome membership, and then finding the people who have the communities that you'd like to get in front of and finding ways to obviously, I mean, this is business. Like everyone calls themselves an entrepreneur, but literally most people are not. They are, they're not. Entrepreneurs, that's the resourcefulness they get into is how do I, how, how do I get resourceful? and make something out of nothing? How do I find a way out of no way? So no, I don't think you need a membership. I don't think you need an audience at all. Uh, it helps and over time you'll build one, but there's many ways to get around not having an audience. You gotta be good at what you do, that's for sure. But other than that, yeah. I think what's most important aside from, do I need an audience? Do I need you know tens of thousands of followers which people get blinded by all these vanity metrics is that do you have a no brainer membership offer? Right. If you don't have a no-brainer membership offer, people aren't going to want to join your membership. And it's so and we, easy to create because it's so mm -hmm. easy to stack so much value. And people are so thinking, oh, this is going to cost me thousands of dollars. That's the way we work with members is like when we create their offer, by the time someone's done reading it, they think it's going to be worth thousands and thousands of dollars. And then it's a 47, a 97, mm -hmm. a 247, even if it's a $500 member. I mean, you can have you can have memberships at $1,000 a month memberships as well. You can have a membership where it's $2,500 to join the club and then it's $100 a month or $1,000 to get access to all the information and then $47 a month. There's a thousand one, well, not a thousand ways to do it, but there's many ways to do it. Um, Yeah, question four. I'll move on because I can keep going. Membership question. sounds good, but does this mean I always have to be working 24-7? Absolutely not. So there are many ways to operate a membership um, and the most thriving memberships have a community. And it's when the community is engaged and you're simply the, faci the facilitator, right? Yep. So like you said earlier, Lucas, it's like the mindset of a membership is different than a coaching program. Yep. Right. And secondly, it's absolutely okay to have boundaries in your business. You should already be having that in your high ticket, you know, if you only have a high ticket only offer. Yep. Um, and like, for example, you know, you just took a three week, what was a three week bike trip you went away for? Yeah, I mean, five weeks, but I had a <laughs> break in yeah, between because yeah, it got long and you were wondering where I was. So yes. I came back, but <laughs> um, yeah, I think it comes down to um, systems. I mean, I think, again, I think this is a problem that follows you along because I'll be, I'll put my hand up. I'm prone to easily overworking because I love what I do. And I think a lot of us relate to that. And if I don't create I, this is a topic that's evolving for me actually. So maybe, maybe this will be a good video. Maybe it'll be on, if, if you don't, if you're not on the YouTube channel yet, make sure you do at Rubixinator. I think that when people start having to set rigid boundaries, when I hear a client who's like, oh, I'm, I have to be done. I'm done work at four. It's like nine to four and Saturday, Sunday is off. And all these routines start coming into place underneath all that. A lot of times is a lot of misalignment in terms of their businesses starting to really feel like a lot of work and they're not enjoying it anymore. And so they have to set these really tight boundaries or they start 
it just, it Fs them up. And, and I know what that's like, but I also know what it's like when I'm in flow, when I'm loving what I'm doing, what I'm creating, when it doesn't feel like work. And the line between work and personal life can get blurry because it's your art. And now you no longer need to set boundaries. You can be actually a little more fluid with your time. And when you need a little time off, you take some time off. And when you're ready to move your move, you work it with your season. So I'm kind of like boundaries are an interesting topic to me because I used to think I had to set strong boundaries. And now I've realized if I'm setting strong boundaries, sometimes I'm just out of alignment with what I'm doing. And I think anyone listening can relate to that. You can do more in two days when you're in flow than you can do in two months when you're trying to push something through. So there's a deeper conversation there. But yes, if you're checking your phone at 2 a.m. and supporting your community and membership because you feel like everyone will leave if you don't, there's going to be a problem, but that's just a self-created problem. And, and people fall into that trap when they run a community. Uh, you can pop in three times a week. Like it's very doable to do that. Just depends on your life, your lifestyle and what's aligned with you. Yeah. And if I can also add to that is like, you can choose the type of membership you want to launch, Correct. right? You could have an open membership, which is essentially an evergreen membership, or you could have a closed membership, which is a launch model. So with the launch model, you know, obviously you will be marketing actively content marketing, but it's not the same as an evergreen, right? Okay. So there are ways that you can structure a membership to match the lifestyle that you want. This is your yep. business and you want to design it how you want to design it, right? Yep. hundred percent. Mm -hmm. uh, question five. Can I, can I get question five here? I'll, I yeah, mean, I'll read it out. It. Yeah, uh, I've lost my membership, but members keep leaving. What do I do? What we're talking about here is, of course, churn. We had a problem with that early on, and there was really two reasons for it. One, the crypto market was falling apart, so that was something I couldn't control. But two, we were giving so much, and I was still trying to like we had a mastermind, then we had a call, then we had a Q and A call, then we had guests, then we had new stuff like. Every time a member logged into our membership, they were overwhelmed because we had so much. And when we said, okay, simpler is better, cut. Can we get it down to like 30 minutes or an hour where someone... So it's kind of like they have the... You've got this massive mansion, but you're only using one room. You're going to feel like, ah, am I really getting the value out of this mansion? Versus you've got a really nice two bedroom in the hills with a hot tub and you just use it all. And you're like, well, I'm really making the full use of what I have. So even though our membership was priced low, when members were leaving, they all kind of said the same thing as I just feel there's too much. Some were overwhelmed or some just felt like they weren't using it. And they were like, well, I'm not really using it to its full capacity. So we're like, okay, simplify. Can we have a member get everything they need in an hour or less? And our churn massively decreased, our numbers increased and people were happier. I kind of relate it to like, if you have a, I don't know if you're, if anyone is a car person here, you'll know what I'm saying, or a motorcycle person. If you've got a full out race bike on the street, it's actually pretty boring to drive it because you can't ride it to its full capacity. You can't, you just can't. And so when you're going first gear at 60 miles an hour, it feels really slow. Whereas if you have like a supermoto or like a, a bike that you can use to the full capacity, slide it around corners, slam on like really grab throttle or slam if, if it's a car, you actually have fun with it. And so same kind of idea is don't overwhelm your members and ensure that they can use it all without needing to spend 10 hours a week to try to grab all the value. Simplify, simplify, simplify. Mm -hmm. The number one reason people leave memberships is overwhelm. Overwhelm, it's just, 100%. It's just too overwhelming. Um, the second thing with this question is 
everybody needs to be clear on their numbers, their yeah. membership metrics, right? So if you have a week where many members are leaving and you're like, oh, members are leaving, you actually want to make sure that you know your churn number, right? Yeah. So healthy churn should be below 10%. Really amazing churn would be, you know, 5%. Yep. So make sure you know your numbers before making decisions, right? Yep. And always in your business, right? Um, and then if your churn rate is high, you need to ask yourself questions like, why would your members want to stay? Are they getting results? Mm -hmm. Do you have resources? Are they building relationships? The three R's, results, resources, relationships. Yes. And if, if they can have at least one of those, you're doing well. If you can have all three, are they getting a result? Are they making use of the resources? Are they valuable? And are they building relationships? And if you have all three, you built a community, you built a church and people will stay. And even think about a church or your faith or your spiritual journey. Like there are times where it's difficult and you're not getting results and you actually feel like you took two steps back and hey, guess what? The church comes and gives you resources and gives you community to hold you accountable to getting back on track. And even if that takes you eight weeks to get back on track, but if you had only results to look at, you won't always be getting results in life. Let's just be real. Or uh, you'll be sowing seeds, but you won't be reaping them. You won't see the tangible result. And so now you have community resources, but you're getting incredible results. Okay, why do I need this? Why do I need this anymore? I may as well just leave. But now you have community and you have valuable resources. So you want all three and you want to be thinking about all three. How do we how do we create more of results, resources, and relationships or aka community? Exactly. Another yeah. question to ask yourself is like, is your onboarding simple? Yeah. Specific? We did we did kind of that mistake right. too. We kept I, yeah. I'm just a builder. So sometimes I build something, it's really good, but I'm like, could it be better? And I'll start building on top of it and I actually overcomplicate it. And so recently, actually, on the crypto lab side of things, we brought our onboarding down to probably under 20 minutes. And they actually go through a questionnaire that they fill out to ensure before they join the community to ensure they know they know everything and we can give them guidance. If not, plus we can catch people who join our membership but don't use it. Now we can catch them if they haven't filled out the onboarding doc and we can say, hey, looks like you need a little bit of guidance. And that's where resources and community comes in handy. Yeah. Another note I want to say is, do you encourage your members to actively share and engage in the community? Many times we assume, okay, people will just share and people will say things. And it's like, no, we need to lead that or right. we need somebody, you know, within the team to lead True that bad. or within the community to lead that, right? To have a system in place so people feel open to yep. share. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I love how, just remember that this, the memberships are a game of retention. Mm -hmm. So if you are like, I don't know, I, like marketing isn't your, you don't want to market 24 seven, which we saw a lot of people, a lot of even our clients, like coaches who built a business, were kind of getting sick of the marketing grind. And I'm like, well, maybe there's a better way. And instead of, you'll still have to market, of course, but it's not, you're not hunting for clients every single day. It's a game of retention. And if you can do well by your members and you can retain your members, you can give them what they want, then they will bring people in because it is more of a word of mouth opportunity versus high ticket stuff. Sometimes they might know someone, but high ticket is a very specialized world. Not many people are willing to pay a grand to better themselves. It's a very small group of human being. It's the one percenters. And so membership appeals to everybody, um, which is kind of cool. Like your client base, we've had clients who have like, oh, I have $400,000 $400, or $300,000 to invest and they joined our membership and they got a lot of value. And we had people who were just starting their journey. And it's like, and a lot of those 400,000 or someone who's a big, big, bigger player, they joined our mid and high ticket stuff. And so it all 
works together. It's a game of retention though. Game of retention for sure. Game of retention. I hope that helps for anyone listening. Do check out, I think it's, if you go to lucasrivers.com forward slash the vault, you'll find more resources to help you with your membership. If this is something that you see beneficial to you, I think especially with the economy. I mean, I think just there's a video on YouTube. You should watch it, but it was just talking about building a four-legged stool in your business where you have multiple options. You've got your lower ticket. You've got your mid ticket. You've got your high ticket. Maybe you've got some ultra high ticket. And no matter what is happening in the world, narratives that are playing out, cycles in the economy, uh, just flavors, like the flavor changes like fashion almost. And you've got your bases covered and you've got something to offer anyone who's looking for a solution that you provide, of course, in any economical situation, any kind of buying power, you have something to help them because that is your duty. And then by doing so, you help more people. And if you help more people, you make a lot of money. And so our job is to help people. And so check out that, check out the vault and then check out MDM if you're interested in that. It's called Million Dollar Memberships. Uh, it's a three month journey and everything and more we talked about. If you want to build something out, either you're offering or you're adding a membership offer to your value stack, or maybe you're walking away from high ticket and all you want to do is membership, or maybe you're just starting out and you're interested in doing a membership model. Again, different mindset. We're not going for $25,000 months within a few months. Like we're not hustling sales, but we're building over time. And if you can get a base of a few grand a month in your membership and then start growing it from there, you'll find that at some point you surpass someone. There's a great visual of this. Someone starts and they get really fast results. And maybe so, it's the turtle in the hair and the hair runs off, but the turtle starts building a solid foundation, really starts building like deep roots. And at some point, if you can visualize this, your graph far surpasses the hair because you've committed to longevity. And I've made those mistakes most entrepreneurs have. Eventually you mature and you realize let's build something healthy, enjoyable, and and profitable and and in and something that's joyful like yeah that's all i'll say about that so check out mdm if you're interested in that it is by application out. the link will be below and we're looking forward to serving more clients in this round of mdm by far and i'm biased but memberships are my favorite business model and we hope that they can be yours as well thanks for listening we'll talk soon bye-bye